The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus prayed. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you and me, that they may be completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. 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 I've got a question for you. Yes. What does it mean for all of us to be one? Gathering together. That's right. That's part of it. Anthony. That we're all the same no matter what. We're all the same no matter what. We're... We're circling on it. We're close. We're treated the same. Yeah. What else? What does it mean that we are all one? Oh, um, we're all a team. We're all a team. Yeah. Have you ever seen... Have you ever seen a team of horses? Yeah? Uh, a bunch of horses all pulling together. Yeah? So if you've ever seen that, all the horses kind of go the same direction, don't they? Now they, they don't have much of a choice, do they? They don't have much of a choice, but they, if they wouldn't want to, if they buck around a little bit, it causes a lot of confusion, doesn't it? And a pack of tigers. But if you watch the horses and they all move the same direction, they can do quite a bit, can't they? They can plow a field. They can pull a wagon. They can go fast or slow or whatever they need to. They're pretty powerful when they work together, aren't they? 
That's right. In today's text, Jesus prays that we're all one. You and me and everybody in the whole church, in the whole world. Now, what would it look like for us to get along with other people, to work together with other people, to even love other people? Do you think that's possible? That everyone could be one? For everyone to get along, for everyone to be loved, for everyone... Oh. It's not easy. I would say that apart from the love and grace of God, it's pretty impossible. But with God, this too is possible. I think God helps us do this. I think God shows us how to do this. I think in the same way that Jesus loved and cared for the ones that was around him, both the ones that were his friends and the ones he never knew, we're asked to try and do the same thing. I think in this, we find ourselves being one. We find ourselves like a team of horses, connected to one another, trying to do the same thing. Yeah, and a pack of dragons. A pack of anything. Yeah. 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 A pack of anything. It's a pack of anything. All right, I think we get the pack thing, don't we? So, with you and the rest of all humanity, be a pack, just as the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are a pack. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. Shall we say a prayer? Yeah, sure. Let's say a prayer. God, today we are thankful. We're thankful for your presence here with us. We're thankful that you make us one. You make us a pack. Just as you make Father, Son, and Holy Spirit one. A pack. Be with the ones that feel left out of this pack. Be with the ones that can't find the pack. Be with the ones that don't even like the pack. Help us to love one another and help each other and care for each other just as you love and help and care for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we have a snack. Yay. Okay. In the name of Jesus. Amen. This is difficult. I think this is one of the most difficult things we have in Scripture. Jesus prays, and in this prayer, I think, expects the disciples, the ones he was praying with, and all the ones who believe in Jesus because of them, which is you and I and the whole church and the whole world, to be one. To be a pack. Let me just kind of read the room. Do you currently feel like you and I and the whole church and the whole world 
R1. <laughs> I see, I see, really quietly shaking nose. It's not a secret, folks. Like, we're not. We're not at all. So I guess the first question I want to ask today for your consideration is what is dividing us? If this is the will of Christ and if this is the prayer of Christ, what's dividing us? I'm actually asking. Fear. Fear. Our sinful natures. Our sinful natures. Unbelief. Unbelief. Theological differences. Yeah. Our wills. Our wills. Yeah. A lack of love. A lack of love. That's it? Greed. Greed. <clears throat> what isn't? What isn't? <laughs> yeah. It almost seems like we're ready to throw down and fight on anything. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think sometimes in the church we care about something greatly and deeply, and so we hold it very tightly, so tightly that it's difficult for us to see any other way of doing things, any other way of being, any other way of loving and serving and honoring. I think sometimes we just don't care about the things that we hear in church. And quite frankly, it is our wills over and against thy will as we pray in the Lord's Prayer that we care about. I think from time to time, the things that divide us, we don't even know are dividing us. I think from time to time, it's the will of other people that simply funnel us into the places that we are in our lives. I think from time to time, we're divided because that's how we were taught to live. That's how we were expected to be. We don't mix, and that's the way of the world. That's a reality of the thing. And so since we were very, very young, we've grown up into people that accept division. I think when we list the things that divide us, and I think that list is much, 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 much more longer than what we just did. I think when we list that, we come to realize that this isn't easy. That the forces of the world work against this. The forces of the world work against unity. Now with any difficult project, at least lately, I find myself asking one simple question. Why should I? Already I can tell this is going to take a lot of my time, a lot of my effort, a lot of my energy. It's going to take more of me than probably cares. And so if we're being asked to be unified, why should we, is a good question. So I ask you, why? Why should we be unified? Yeah. If it's the desire of God, there's a good place to start, right? <laughs> right there. Because I can't do it on myself. You can't do it by yourself. I, I have gifts, but I need other gifts. Wait a minute. You're not Superman either? Not I, thought, I thought I was the only one that's not I, Superman. I am the universe. 
I heard queen of the universe. All right. Not there yet. Me neither. How about that? So it is the will of God, and we can't do it by ourselves. Why else should we be unified? So there's peace among us. So we don't spend all of our time waging war, both personally and publicly, with one another. Why else should we be unified? Yes. What's the first thing he said? Edification. Ed edification and accountability. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't build myself up very well. And I don't know about you, but I don't hold myself accountable very well. But these things done in community, we're starting to circle it. We're starting to figure out. Why else? Why should we be unified? We can accomplish more together. We can accomplish more together. Yeah. We're the team of horses. We're the pack. We don't have advocacy. Advocacy. Somebody advocated for me at points in my life and helped me get to where I can, and I need to do that for other people. Yeah. We need to. still need advocates. I need someone to stick up for me. Others need someone to stick up for them. We do that for one another. Yes. I think the more divisions that we have, it's, it's, it's tearing the world apart. And if we don't soon change our ways and act together, we're not going to survive. Our lives literally depend on us being united. I would say if I were to sum all of these up, I would say the good things and the difficult things, but the good things of God are found in unity. When we ask for edification, they're found in unity. When we ask for accountability, they're found in unity. When we ask for the prayers of the church, that's found in one another. When we ask for the things of God, when we ask for communion, that's people gathered together. It's hard to commune by yourself. When we ask to be washed in the baptismal waters, we are brought not first by ourselves, but by another person. When we think about our faith, we follow in the line of what Jesus said in this text. We believe because of the disciples who believed. We believe because of the ones who taught us these things. We believe because of the ones who shared with us these things. We don't even have faith without one another. The good things of God and the good things in life are found in one another. We're unified because our life depends on it. Now, if you find that compelling, and from time to time, I'd rather just live a hard life that's easy than a good life that's hard. But if you find this compelling, then the final most important question is how? How can we be unified? How do we do it? Give up and submit your will, your thoughts, your held beliefs. Take the chance that somebody else's might be helpful to you. Give up and submit. 
That's not something you hear cheered on the sidelines of every football game, right? <laughs> Give up! <laughs> you can do it! But yeah. Have you ever tried to lose at something? You have. Have you ever tried to intentionally lose? Let me tell you a story that I'm not sure is all-encompassing of everything we've talked about today, but it lets me know what it looks like to be for one another. I, in my experience as driving, am often picked to drive the group of friends wherever we're going. One, because I don't mind driving, and two, because I'm slow enough where we're not, everyone in the car feels like we're not going to get in a wreck. All right? <laughs> So, I wind up driving a lot, and oftentimes, with a group of friends, we play a game, and it's the alphabet game as you're driving in the car. And so, you look around, and the first thing you have to see is the letter A, and the next thing you have to see is the letter B, and C, and D, and you just play your way through the game. It's just something to do as you're driving. Now, I have a greatly competitive spirit when it comes to silly things like that. I am going to win. No one wins at the alphabet game, but I'm going to win. And I found myself from time to time driving, paying much more attention to where I can find Q than I was on the drivers ahead of me. Now, after once or twice of feeling a little less comfortable than normal as I pressed on the brakes and the car ahead of me was slowing down, I came to realize one really important thing. I can either win this game or I can be safe. Or I can care about the lives of the people that are in this car. But apparently I wasn't able to do both. And so I can't tell you how many times, for years now, I have been driving in the car with people playing the alphabet game and I tell myself one simple little phrase. Lose. You have to lose this game. You cannot care about this game. Lose, lose, lose. And so there's plenty of times I see Q in the word antique fly right on by. And I don't say a thing. Because it is very, very important for the good of myself and for the good of everyone else that I lose. Now, I'm not sure that's the wholeness of unity. I'm not sure that's the wholeness of what this means. But I do think that it, there's insight here. I do think that from time to time we are called to look at the things that we care about and the things that we have piled importance on and the things of our pride and everything else and simply announce to ourselves, I need to lose this. I need to be the one that loses. For the sake of the ones around me and for the sake of the people that I love or don't even know. I need to lose. In the best of times, that's called submitting. In the best of times, that's called giving. From time to time, we got to lose. After all, that's the love that Christ was trying to show us. To lose his life for our sake. To lose everything he has for the ones who are in need. And we, we show love by losing.
by many other things, but by losing. So what's dividing you from the people around you? What's dividing you from the things of this world, from the people of this world, from the church of this world? What's dividing you? What's dividing us? Maybe it's a sin that's outside of your control. And I know there's a lot of those in this world. But if from time to time you come across the way that pride or that caring or that some kind of expectation of ourselves is gripping the situation and not allowing unity, not allowing unity, I invite you to lose. Just as Christ lost for us. God be with you in dividing times. God be with you in the complex things that convince us not to be unified. And God be with you in losing. Amen.